My first online business started out as a side hustle. I had a full-time job, but it was in the middle of a recession, and I worked in the automotive industry. Remember 2008? The federal government had to bail out two of the big three manufacturers for fear that they would simply collapse and the economy would go down with them? Well, I worked for a small company that provided parts to those big companies, and there was constant pressure to lower our prices or to lose the business, which meant that there was constant fear that our little company would be the one to collapse instead. Now, personally, we had a mortgage to pay and a car payment to make, and at the time, we had less than a month's worth of income in the bank. Losing my job was my personal biggest fear, and it was a very real possibility during that time. That was one reason that I began to look for a side hustle. The other reason was, even if my job survived, it was literally going nowhere. I was middle management in a tiny company with no upward path, unless, of course, my boss quit. And with no college degree, I was underqualified for the job that I had, let alone his job. That meant moving to a different company, and even if they were hiring, which no one was, that would be really difficult to do. About that time, I stumbled upon the idea of making money online. People were starting blogs, and they were selling ebooks, and they were selling other training, and affiliate marketing was becoming more mainstream. It looked like a much better choice to me than picking up some weekend hours at the gas station on the corner. And yes, I really did apply for a job at that gas station. And had I been hired, my life might look very different today. I'm glad they turned me down. Anyway, I started researching how I could make money online too. I applied for and was accepted to a couple of internships where I learned about copywriting and blogging. I joined a forum with other online business owners and I eagerly soaked up everything I could learn from them and other resources. And I still wasn't making any money, but I could see the possibilities. I knew that others were doing this thing, and if they were doing it, I could do it too. Then one day, the owner of a copywriting agency reached out to me to ask how much I would charge to write a 500-word article. I think I probably quoted her something like $25, but I don't really remember um, what the price was at that time. She did end up hiring me, and I started writing a few articles for her each month, and pretty soon... I had other clients, and before I knew it, I was earning around $1,000 a month from my little side hustle. That was enough to cover the house and the car payment, and it took a lot of pressure off of our finances. But also, I had had a taste of what it might be like to fully work for myself, to not have to stress about what was happening in the automotive industry, to not have to worry about losing my job, to not have to pander to demanding customers who always wanted their parts faster and cheaper. Over the next 18 months, I continued to build up my business with the goal of eventually quitting the day job and working full-time for myself. It's those 18 months that I want to talk to you about in this episode of the podcast. Those were the months when I was actively growing a small business while holding down a demanding day job, and I want to share how we made that work, including the choices and some sacrifices we had to make along the way. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Hey, it's Cindy, and thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. 
You'll find the show notes and the recommended resources for this episode at tinycourseempire.com forward slash 101. While you're there, be sure to download the online business roadmap. This step-by-step plan will show you exactly what to focus on during this phase of your business. It's going to be especially helpful to you if you're still working a day job because it will help you decide what you should be doing with your very limited time. So let's go ahead and dig into that. Let's talk about how you can build a business while you're still working at that day job, even if it's demanding and even if you hate it and even if it takes up a whole bunch of your time. And I'm going to start with something that's probably familiar to you by now if you've been a listener for a while or if you have received my emails or heard me speak anywhere in the past, and that is that you must keep showing up. I know you're probably sick of hearing about it, but I really cannot overemphasize how important it is to keep showing up. Consistent action is the only thing that creates success. I don't care if you're writing a book or losing weight or saving money or raising a puppy. It is consistent action that creates results. When you're in business, that means that you show up and you act like you're running a business every single day. If you're freelancing as a side hustle like I was, then that means you have to show up for your customers. Flaking out on deadlines and ghosting your clients is not a good way to build a business. If you're building a course or a product-based business, then you have to keep creating those courses and those products. If you're starting an Etsy shop, you have to keep adding to it. Bloggers, you keep blogging. Email marketers, keep emailing. Affiliate marketers, keep talking about the products that you love. Yes, you are going to make pennies at the start. That's how everyone starts. But the more you show up and do your thing, the more your income will grow. And over time, the easier it will become. There's a concept in finance that you've probably heard of called compound interest. This is interest that you earn on interest. So for example, if you have an investment account that's earning 10% interest annually, and you have $1,000 in that account, then next year you're going to have $1,100 instead. That extra $100 is the interest. Now let's say you add another $1,000 to your account next year. Then the year after that, you won't have just $2,100 in your account. You'll have $2,310. In other words, the $2,000 that you put in, plus the interest that you earned, plus interest on your interest. If you keep going and add another $1,000, then the year after that, you'll more than double your interest earnings and have a total of $3,641 in your account. You're doing the same amount of work here. You're adding $1,000 to the account every year, but the payoff gets bigger and bigger because of compounding interest. It builds on itself. And the more it builds, the bigger the payoff becomes. And the bigger the payoff, the more it builds. Your business is the same way. Your efforts build on themselves. The more you show up, the bigger the benefits. The more blog content you post, the more traffic you get. And after a while, it will be out of proportion with the effort you're putting in. Now, at first, it will feel like a lot of work just to get like 100 visitors. But when you keep putting in the work, it gets progressively easier to grow. I told you last week that at the start of my course-based business journey, I was working a lot of hours. In fact, I was just telling a friend of mine this morning, I was putting out two courses per month, and I did that for over a year, clocking in 40-plus hours every single week. At first, I wasn't earning a lot from those efforts, but over time, as my course catalog grew, 
my income also grew and out of proportion with the amount of hours I was working. Today, I work very few hours per week, at least for now. That's set to change in the new year, but that's a story for a different podcast. My point is this, be prepared to put the work in. Show up consistently, do the work, and you will reap the benefits later. Now, you might be saying, okay, but what does that mean? Show up and do the work. What work? This is where a lot of new business owners get overwhelmed. They know they have to put in the hours. They're ready and willing to do so. But there are so many things to do, so many moving parts to keep track of, and so many conflicting ideas coming at you from every direction that it can feel impossible to even figure out what to do when you sit down to work on your business. Carl Pauline is a productivity expert and one of my favorite podcasters. I'll link to his show in the show notes if you're interested. A few weeks ago, I heard him mention the idea of core work, and it really resonated with me. Your core work is what you are paid to do, and this is what you should be focusing on above all else. That is what all of us need to put more focus on. That means if you're a freelancer, your core work is what your clients are paying you to do. If you're a coach, your core work is the one-to-one meetings with your clients. If you're a course creator, your core work is writing course content. Bloggers, your core work is blogging. Etsy sellers, your core work is creating printables or jewelry or whatever it is that you sell in your Etsy shop. And don't forget about the marketing. All of us can use more marketing, and that's a part of your core work too. Write and send more emails, record your podcast, reach out to your affiliates. Whatever drives sales for you is an important task to be doing, whether that's creating something to sell or marketing the thing that you have already created. That is your core work. And when you sit down to work on your business, it needs to be the core work first. Because listen, learning how to use Kajabi or watching a webinar about chat GPT or posting another update on Instagram, that stuff might feel like you're working, but it's not going to make you any money. Creating products to sell and then marketing those products is what brings in the revenue. When you're juggling a day job and a family and trying to get a small business off the ground, you don't have a lot of time to waste on things that aren't making you money. Always do your core work first. And then if you have time left, then you can watch webinars and learn new tools and get lost on Instagram. But those are not the first things you should be doing. The first thing you should be doing is focusing on that core work. The next thing I want to advise you to do while you are still working this side hustle is to charge more than you think that you should. Now, this is probably more true for freelancers than it is for other business models, but since freelancing is often where new business owners start, and because I know there's a lot of freelancers who listen to this podcast, I wanted to make sure that I talked about this. It's really important. The reason I was able to quit my day job when I did was because a client offered me 20 hours per week as his project manager. I've told that story before. And shortly after that, a friend of his offered me a similar deal. When they asked me what I would charge, I considered what I was earning at my day job, which was about $17 per hour, and I told them I would charge them $20 per hour. Now, I was brand new, and $20 per hour was a lot of money then, but it was barely more than I was earning at my day job. I did not account for things like taxes and insurance and equipment and business expenses. I actually needed more like $30 an hour to cover that, and even then, it was pretty tight, which led me to booking more work than I could comfortably do which in turn led to sometimes letting my clients down. 
It's not something I ever wanted to do, but it was inevitable given the way that I had set up my business. Don't do that to yourself. Charge a fair rate and charge one that allows you to earn a profit, not just pay the bills. It will feel scary at first, but you'll be much more likely to succeed if you are charging a fair rate. Now, if you need help figuring out what to charge, I have a workshop inside Six Figure Systems called Perfect Pricing. It will walk you through using data to find the perfect profitable price for your courses, your coaching programs, and whatever services you provide. If you remember, do a search in your dashboard for perfect pricing and it will pop right up for you. At the time of this recording, Six Figure Systems is closed to new enrollments, but will be open again soon. So if you are not a member, head over to sixfiguresystems.com and get on the wait list. I'll let you know when the doors are open again. Okay, so how exactly do you make all this work then? I mentioned that it's really important for you to show up and to focus on the money tasks, but exactly how are you supposed to manage that while you're still working day job and you have family obligations and a life to live? You do what I did, and that is to carve out some time to work on your business and to commit to that time. It becomes an appointment on your calendar and one that is non-negotiable. For me, that meant evenings and weekends. I blocked off my calendar to create appointments with myself, and I knew that those time blocks were sacred. I'd committed to them in the same way that I would commit to lunch with a friend or a doctor's appointment. They weren't fluid or flexible. They were work time. I recommend you do the same. Be honest with yourself about how much time you can actually commit to your business and when, and then make the promise to yourself to follow through on it. When I was finally able to quit my day job, several of my coworkers came to me and told me how lucky I was to be able to work for myself. But it really wasn't luck. It was work. They didn't see that when I took a vacation from my job, I was actually working. They didn't know that I worked evenings and weekends and that I wasn't going to the beach or shopping or having parties. They didn't know that we were saving every extra dime to build up an emergency fund so that we could afford for me to quit my job. I'd made that commitment to myself to spend that time working on my side hustle because I wanted it to be successful and I knew that it would take a serious effort on my part. And that's really what I want you to take away from this. It's work to get a side hustle off the ground and to the point where it's earning a full-time income. There are a lot of people out there who will tell you that it's easy and it's fast and that you don't have to have any experience or put in more than a couple of hours or push a few buttons, but that has not been my experience at all. Building a business takes time and effort and a commitment to see it through. Now, I don't want you to think that it's not doable, though, because it totally is. You do have the time and the energy to do this. You might be thinking, okay, but Cindy, you don't know my life. I don't really have the time. I have family and friends and kids and other obligations. And I get that. I, I really do, truly. But I also believe, if you really think about it, there's a lot of time in your schedule that could be reallocated to your business building goals. Maybe you're vegging out in front of the TV in the evening watching yet another episode of America's Got Talent. Wouldn't it be better to spend that time creating the business that you've been dreaming about? Or maybe you spend too much time scrolling through Facebook or Instagram. That's time that might be better spent creating content. In fact, I want to challenge you to count up all of these let's call them wasted hours, and add them up because I bet they take up a lot more time than you think they do. I quite often tell business owners to track their time so they can know if they're profitable or not, 
But what if you tracked your time so you could identify those wasted hours? And I'll give you an example from my own life and just this morning because I want you to know that I'm not immune to these time sucks either. This morning, I got up early just after 5 a.m. I got dressed and I intended to sit down at my desk and get to work. But rather than sit down at my desk and go to work as I had intended to, I made the mistake of opening up Facebook on my phone. An hour later, I was still mindlessly scrolling through reels instead of getting anything done. Now, I'm not going to beat myself up over that, and I'm not beating you up over it either. Facebook can be a fun little diversion. But what I am asking you to do is to be aware of how much time you spend doing things you maybe didn't intend to do, whether it's scrolling through social media or binge watching something on Netflix. If that's what you want to do, then you absolutely have my blessing to spend your time any way you want. But if what you want to do is build a business and you're telling me you don't have time because of the day job, but you also spend 15 hours a week on your phone, then I'm probably going to call you out on that because you do have time. You're just choosing to spend it on something besides building a business. I have one last piece of advice for you about building a business while you still have a day job, and that's about your finances. We made two really smart moves before I left my job, and together they made a world of difference in how smoothly the transition went. The first thing we did was save $20,000. Remember that money that I was making on the side? We put it all into savings, and we continued to live on what we were earning from our day jobs. We wanted a nice cushion, and honestly, we would have loved to have had more than we did. But we definitely did not want to stress over money in those first few months because we knew that freelancing income can be very up and down. I don't want you to ever be in a situation where you're taking on work that you don't want to do at rates that are too low just because you need the money to pay the electric bill. I know freelancers and small business owners who are in that situation, and it stinks. If you can, build up that nest eggs to a comfortable spot before you quit your job. At the time, $20,000 was comfortable for us. Your number might be different, but do have something set aside for a rainy day, if at all possible. The next thing we did was we paid off the car. The fewer payments we had, the better, because having debt is stressful and stress is a creativity killer. It is hard enough to work for yourself without adding a load of debt to the mix. So if you can, pay off your car and your credit cards and even your house if that's possible before you make the leap into full-time self-employment. I know I've made this sound really hard and not at all rosy and fun like we want running a business to be, but listen... I want you to know what it's really like, not what the sales pages might be promising you. Yes, you can absolutely build a lucrative side hustle while you're still working a full-time demanding job. I did it, and so have lots of other people. Yes, you can definitely turn that side hustle into a business that brings in more than you ever could have earned in your day job. Again, there are thousands of us, maybe even millions, who have done that very thing but it will take a commitment on your part and probably some sacrifices along the way. Is it worth it? Only you can answer that. But I can tell you it was 100% worth it to me. Even though I was working evenings and weekends, and even though I was working way too many hours because I wasn't charging enough, and even though I drove a 2005 Dodge Durango until 2019 just because it was paid off. The benefits have far, far exceeded the work we had to put in at the start, and if I had to do it all over again, I don't think I'd change a thing. But what about you? Are you building a business while you're still working a day job? I would love to hear about it. 
head over to tinycourseempire.com forward slash 101 and leave me a comment. Tell me how it's going for you, or if you think that I'm way off base on my advice, I'd like to hear about that too. And could you do me a favor? If you have a friend or a colleague who could use business building advice, would you share the link with them? It's a great way to grow our audience, and I'd appreciate your support. All the episodes can be found at tinycourseempire.com. Have a terrific rest of your day, and I will talk to you all again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses and workshops and support you'll find inside Six Figure Systems. That's my monthly program where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches, we don't have the big headaches, and we don't have the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.